Welcome to In Your Cracks with Jeremy and Keaton, where we dive deep in your cracks to find the bugs that live inside. If you enjoy this episode, please like and subscribe to our channel here on Spotify and follow us on Instagram at In Your Cracks Podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Guys, welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number two of welcome. In Your Cracks. In Your Cracks. We, we're going to be talking about actually um, a bug today that's pretty popular that a lot oh, yeah. of people will see. Yeah. Um, but we'll get to that in, in just a second. Yeah. I mean, there are, yeah, all over the place. All but over the place. But we will get to that in a second. We actually have... Do you want me to show the up show yeah, the update today? Let's follow up with that really quick. Just before we get started, as a reminder, neither Jeremy and I are licensed or um, nope. accredited entomologists, but we have a, a lot of years, a lot of in years pest control so, combined, a lot of years. Yep. So just as a heads up, but we got to follow up on something. So our last um, episode, we talked about like, well, we asked the question: How many sports teams are based off of bugs? Yeah, and in the grand scheme of things, not that many across the united states and canada so this is actually just north america 30 oh, that's it that's wild yeah it's kind of kind of interesting there i looked at one um and i'm just going to tell you my new favorite team the university of arkansas monticello bull weevils <laughs> the bull weevils yeah the i don't know i don't know why you'd want a bull weevil as your mascot but I mean, I forgot about the Richmond Spiders, right? They're a pretty big, oh, like, yeah. 1AA basketball team. Have you seen their mascot? Yeah. Their mascot's super sweet. I would say that random spider. Yeah, it's it's an interesting mascot, man. I know. The entire mascot suit probably stinks except where those legs are. <laughs> I, to be honest with you, I've heard the inside of mascot suits smell pretty bad. When you oh, smell man. bad, they smell bad. Dude, I looked up in the article that I'm reading. There's an award for adorableness. And the most adorable bug themed <laughs> mascot for any for any college sport is the Baltimore Super Bee. That's what it is. Baltimore Super Bee. Baltimore Super Bee. I feel bad for that fan base. I know. It's hard to be a sports team when you're just <coughs> you're just adorable. I know. Well, people love you. You know what I yeah. mean? Maybe there's a little bit more sport because you get pity. Oh, if you're like uh if your mascot's cute. Yeah, I mean, hopefully you're the, the, <laughs> the hardest hitting team on the field if you're the yeah. most adorable. But Dude, Nebraska's got one of the ones that I thought was the most interesting, the Huskers. Corn Huskers. Yeah, let's go. It's because there's nothing in Nebraska but corn. I know. Well, good people. <laughs> yeah, definitely good yeah. people. I'll but tell you what's not in Nebraska, though. Dude, what's not in Nebraska is a lot of insects. Yeah. Now, you still get some. So, pro- yeah, probably some. There's not a ton. No. So... Um, dude, we're going to talk about something crazy today. So I spend a lot of time like out, like on the Northeast and that's primarily where you're going to find this bug, Yeah. but they're kind of everywhere. So they're, um, I was looking at a map and they are primarily like, um, New Hampshire and Massachusetts and Rhode Island and Maine and kind of that area, right? New York, you're going to get a bunch of these in New York. And there's claims that there's a bunch like out in Oregon or Washington and right. kind of on this side. Yeah. But they're primarily up in, um, up like in the Northeast. Mostly humid climates, yeah. right? Mostly like cold, humid cold. Hu- yeah. That the, they can have the cold. The, I mean, they're cold or hot, but like mostly that humid climate. And these the, strikes fear in the hearts of a lot of people that are out there. <laughs> I, 
And he strikes fear in me, too. So, I know. So, the bug we're talking about today, it's, it's the carpenter ant. Yeah. So, they, I mean, known for causing tons and tons of damage. Yeah. Um, they're known for a lot of stuff. Get this. This is interesting. So, <clears throat> Latin name. I'm going to butcher this. Is Caponatus? <laughs> Caponatos? Caponatos? Pennsylvanicus. 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 So, this is actually interesting. So, carpenter ants were just almost barely in like the grand scheme of things. They were just barely named and kind of found um, here in the United States. So they're not from here. Yeah. But they're, and there's different varieties and species of carpenter ants, right. but the ones here in the United States were found in like the seventies or the eighties. And I, I would assume with that second name might've been Pennsylvania. Yes. No. What? Actually, North Carolina. I'm just kidding. It is Pennsylvania. Oh, I was like, um, excuse me. <laughs> this paper says Pennsylvania. It was Pennsylvania. So um, I need to double check and maybe yeah. we'll post this on our Instagram. But yep, Pennsylvania is when yeah. it was first found around the 70s and 80s. And since then, it's been kind of found yeah. as it spread up kind of toward the Northeast because that's where they like to be. The question I would like answered is why is Pennsylvania the home of all bugs that come across from different countries. That's that's the third bug I've I've heard of um, that has actually first been found in the state of Pennsylvania. Jeez, we gotta do some episodes on like the other stuff. Yeah, well, we're definitely going to. We won't we won't spoil the surprise. Yeah. But I know this is the third one I've heard of, so that will be interesting. <coughs> so I I just assume all bugs that aren't from the United States <laughs> they all originate from Pennsylvania. They all come from Pennsylvania. It's a uh, conspiracy theory. It is. <laughs> Conspiracy so, theory. A little bit, some fun facts about these guys. Um, you're going to find them anywhere from like a quarter inch to a half inch. Um, if you've got a queen carpenter ant, they're going to be up to about an inch long. Which so, is actually, we don't think an ant gets that big, right? Most of the time, I think when people think of ants, they think of the ones that you find in your kitchen. Something small. Yeah, small ants, right? Like carpenter ants, to think of like a fourth to a half an inch and a queen can get... About an inch. That's a mm-hmm. that's a good size ant. And this is this is looking at like how big they can get. A yeah. lot of the times they'll get a little bit smaller. Right. And um, when I'm out and we do a lot of these services, um, a lot of the times you just identify straight from looking at a carpenter ant yeah. by their size because they're usually bigger. But what a lot of people don't know is they can actually be smaller yeah. than that, and they look they can look to a similar size as just a normal pavement ant yeah. um, or some of these other species. Which so is what you're wild. saying is. Trust the professional for any kind of, you know, document or any kind of, uh, what's the word? Like credibility? Yeah. Or any like... Um, diagnosis? Diagnosis, something like that. Diagnosis. One, one of these days, I will have a wide range of words that I can say that actually don't escape me right at the moment. <laughs> so here's how you can tell. Here's how you can kind of tell the difference. First is by their color. Yeah. So a lot of them are like black or reddish in color. Um, this is where people get confused. Is you can see them with wings and without wings, and yeah. we'll talk about why why that is. But the best way to tell a carpenter ant is a lot of the times they've got their three parts. They've got the front, they've got the middle, they've got the back. Yeah. And the first two are going to be black, but the back side of it is going to be usually a lighter color. Sometimes yeah. it looks gray, but right. most of the time it's like a reddish gray. So that's how you're going to tell. Um, and they're going to be found kind of like I told you, mostly up like in the eastern, northeastern United States. They're in Canada as well, like in the southern tips of Canada. But yeah. That's where you're going to find them. Um, and here's where it gets to be kind of nightmarish because the carpenter ants, obviously for lack of a better term, 
um, they will build homes mm-hmm. and they create decks and they'll like build you stairs. And yeah. That's why they got carpenters. <laughs> so they call them carpenters because they, they build a home Dude, inside a home. Do you ever get, anytime I would be on the doors, I would get like some of those jokes. Like, yeah, yeah we're getting the carpenter ants and they're like, oh yeah, they built the deck. <laughs> <laughs> you know, shut the heck up. <laughs> besides, that is one of the, one of the questions we always get is, you know, is there anything else we can do for you today? You got a uh, you got a million dollars hiding up in up oh, in there yeah, somewhere, yeah. right? But no, we didn't get the we didn't go, we don't get the carpenter. That's why I'm here. I think yeah. I think that's honestly why they they save those for dudes on doors. Yep. So, but so the carpenter ants, it is true true though. So there's a difference between them and termites. So termites yeah. will eat the wood. The damage yeah. that they do is pretty similar, but a termite will eat the wood right. and they ingest and they create nests out of those. A carpenter ant actually just creates these galleries, so yeah. they don't eat the wood. But they burrow into it, and they like it when it's moist and it's yeah. damp, right? So um, a lot of the times you're going to find them in hollowed-out logs. You're going to yeah. find them in stumps outside. You're going to find them in, like, when you get railroad ties that people use as, like, retaining walls. Right. You get them in those a lot. Firewood that's not been properly stored exactly. in one place. Firewood yeah. that's sitting outside. Yeah, <laughs> You get them just in a lot of spots like that, and that's where they're going to be primarily. Yeah. Well, and that's one of the things that I – one of my first experiences, I think, in pest control is, is – is having someone say, "Man, I've got these, got these termites in my house," mm-hmm. and and they send in a picture, and it it's easily um, like a carpenter ant. Yeah, well, it's well, and the thing is, they're pretty easy to diagnose. But if you've uh-huh. never seen them before, like at first, I didn't know the difference. But a common confusion with termites and carpenter ants is ha- they they both have winged um, yeah. reproducers, basically, which we'll get a little boring into. But mm-hmm. that's like the common thing that people think. The the thing I I, I that I, that I learned about those carpenter ants with <coughs> with not eating the wood is part of the way you find out they're in your house is sometimes it's they, they push that wood outside or where they're at, right. right? Because they're not eating it, which is also a common misconception. They they do damage, but they they push the wood shavings. Exactly. They're not ingest, ingesting it like termites do to, to yeah. build the nest around it. So. And we'll jump ahead. I mean, I can jump yeah. ahead a little bit. We'll make this fluid, but yeah. that's actually a one way that you can tell if you have carpenter ants. Right. So like the way you tell a termite between a carpenter ant, maybe maybe we should do a termite episode. I probably honestly to. definitely should. That might be one of the things I'm I am more well versed at honestly. <laughs> so the carpenter ant though, if you have a termite, a lot of the times they're subterranean. You yeah. got several different termites, but where you're finding them here at the same place as carpenter ants, you get them subterranean, so you'll have mud veins, and it yeah. almost looks like like a vein. That's like a, yeah, like going a tube up the sides, yeah, yeah, going up the side. Yeah. But a carpenter ant. Most often you'll find sawdust. So yeah. if you see in the corners of your home or anything like that, you see just little piles of sawdust. Right, because they're once That's again they're tell. not eating it; they're just pushing it on the outside. Because all the what they're doing with their with the galleries they make is so they can have a nest. Right. And they've got tunnels to get back out to, you know the uh, um the the main colony. God, what is yeah, it yeah. called? The mother colony. Mother colony. Thank you. The Sorry. mother nest. The mother nest. We should make a movie. The Mother Nest? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that might not be a good movie for us to make. Mother That's, Nest, that doesn't sound, sound like a, a movie to watch. doesn't sound like entirely great, right? Mm-hmm. It's like it's 16% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. That'd be high on Rotten Tomatoes. So, yeah, seriously. Maybe we get a better score than some right. of these other movies. We might, actually. So it actually brings up a good point. So a lot of the times when you find them in your home, dude, believe it or not, that's not like the main colony. Yeah. So... That's a crazy thing that I learned is like it's not that's not the main colony which most people think about, right? Yeah. So what happens is that these these nests. So you have a queen. Let's just say you start bare bones, right? Yeah. 
You have a queen. She wanders away from her own nest and she starts kind of her own. Yeah. She starts the brood. She feeds them until they get up to about like 2,000-ish is where you're going to see them. And then those will start to kind of feed the rest of the larvae. Mm-hmm. And they'll start to grow that way. The, the nest is going to grow... The main nest is going to grow anywhere from like 20,000 to 50,000 before it starts to split. Now, Oof. I mean, it seems like a, a lot. lot. Yeah. It seems like a lot of ants. Yeah. But the reality of it is it's actually not that many. Right. Because she's reproducing. This queen's reproducing like nobody else's All business. All the time. Right? So, and what they'll do then is she will give birth to a lot of queens. Yeah. And the queens will actually then start to split. But what mm-hmm. happens first is that the this is so crazy. So the queen ant will first give birth to winged carpenter ants. Yeah. And they're kind of the foragers. They're the scouts, things like that too, before she starts to give birth to the rest of the brood. Yeah. And as they grow, those winged carpenter ants will then look for other spots to nest and they'll bring queens with them and that's where they start. Yeah. And that's where the satellite colony starts. Which is crazy because that's, that's what most, when you see them in your house, I'd, I'd honestly say probably 80% of the time or more. You're just dealing with a satellite colony. Right. And the, that's one of the things I noticed too. What does it say? Like what I read was they can be up to like 100 yards away. So yeah, a, a full football, football field. field. So if you think about it, end zone to end zone, yeah. you have a you have a, a main colony not even close to your home. Yeah. And you're just dealing with a small chunk of the problem. Yeah. Imagine how hard is it to get down a football field for some of these football teams. Now <laughs> right? imagine treating it on your Jeez, own please. Yeah. Try figuring out where that comes from if they're 100 so, yards away. So that's crazy. And they'll have lots and lots of nests. I Some colonies, and there isn't super clear information on this, but some colonies will have up to 20 satellite nests. Jeez. Can you imagine that? That's millions and millions of ants. So many. And it's crazy because in some of these neighborhoods too, you've got what, probably one mother colony and then you've got several satellite colonies that are hitting just different neighbors right know, so they're all seeing the same colony yeah um which is absolutely wild so kind of like i said the winged males and females they'll produce a little bit later and in the early spring so a lot of the times when people will notice carpenter ants first either in their home or in their sheds or on their deck or like on the swing set or whatever it's usually like later spring yeah early summer right because that's primarily when those winged guys are going to fly out and they're going to start to search for Right, others. which just happens to be around the same time like swarming termites also start to <coughs> uh, to come out and look to, to grow the colony as well. So you see Sneaky them, and that's why they're, yeah, right, that's why the common misconception <laughs> is. But it, it seems like a lot of bugs yeah. are coming out early spring, late summer, right? So that's why, you know, there's always, always something around, and that's right. why carpenter ants are... I mean, that's why they're 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 a lot worse in that time because of those and yeah, it's kind of a pain in the neck though because like you'll only see them in the springtime a lot yeah. of times like super duper active right but all year round even like through the winter time through the summer yeah. time through the springtime through the fall time they are always nesting and they're yeah. always like laying eggs. Ants it, just in general are usually one of the most active insects, especially during the winter time. And that's why that's why spring we suddenly see these explosions of different bugs coming out is because yeah. guess what they've been busy they've been busy right they're not laying dormant but they've been busy yeah. all winter long well fun fact bugs don't die in the winter no carpenter ants are no exception no and you'll get some that kind of hibernate right? yeah like right. you'll get some that um, will start to nest and then they'll lay dormant for a minute and yeah. then springtime kind of brings it but carpenter ants will stay super active yeah you know what I mean like for a lot of the time. Um, so oftentimes people see these satellite nests. Like I said, decks are usually a pretty popular spot. They'll yeah. see them around like 
um, garages, you know, and stumps in their yard. But what people need to look out for is when there's moisture that hits up against their house because they right. love that moist wood. The, so the, the softer wood that's been water damaged. Yeah. yeah. So you'll see like under thresholds, like on yeah. the back deck, you'll see underneath like the threshold or the sill for your windows. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of the place where you'll see them. And you brought up another good point too. Out where these are primarily used, you tend to have a lot of people who will stack wood right right up against the house. Yep. Which Big is, no-no. It's a bad idea. Bad idea. If you've got wood stacked up against your house, move it because that wood's kind of open to the elements and it's constantly being hit with rain and things like that too. And they'll forge in there. But remember, as soon as that colony builds, it's going to split again. Yep. And you're going to get them right up into their house because they're going to look for the next best place. Yeah, which is really close to where the, the wood pile was. That's why a lot of times when, you know, when they tell you, when when pest professionals give you some ideas on how to prevent these bugs or when you look up, like, first thing I looked up on how to prevent carpenter ants around is, like, make sure your shrubs aren't touching the house. Or yep. Don't make sure, like, make sure that your, your wood is off the ground and in a dry mm-hmm. space because carpenter ants don't, they, I mean, they'll go into regular wood, but what they're really looking for is that waterlogged wood yeah, that's yeah. kind of almost uh, decaying a little bit mm-hmm. so they can get in there because it's easier for them to just feed through, right? And stay safe. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, they're not picky, right? So no. like, like moist wood or dry wood, yeah. a lot of times they'll prefer the moist wood. But right. You're not going to have moist, soggy wood all over your house. No. That's just kind of by the entrance point yeah. where you get rain the where you get moisture. Point, right? Yeah. yeah. And so that's, that's when you tend to get them built. Yeah. And the scariest part is you're just you're not gonna see them super active until it becomes a big big issue. Right. And that well that's like one of the things that I've noticed too is most of the time and this is why pest control and just having a, a professional or, or, or at least identifying is a lot of times we don't figure out that we have a problem uh-huh. until it's a little bit too late. Right. right. Carpenter ants will build and build and build and by the time you notice you have them, guess what? Yeah. Huge problem. Big, big issue. Big problem. And so, like, you'll get a lot of people. Obviously, like, we're a podcast that talks yeah. about the pros and cons of everything. Right, for sure. I always, always suggest you call a pest professional. Yeah. Especially well, with these guys. I think ants, honestly. So, this is one of the crazy things about ants. So, I was I was researching this last night when I was, you know, just done at work. And, and I was trying to, to read up on the podcast. The, and your wife was flirting with you. Yeah. Trying this to, is more important. Yeah, this is, babe. <laughs> I've got a podcast tomorrow. This is more important. Please. Please don't touch me. Just... Just let me do my thing. Guys, we're joking. We're joking. I would never not say no. Serious. <laughs> not serious. Not serious at all. But one of the things that I noticed in every... So I looked at, I think, three different entomology websites from universities across the country. Mm-hmm. First thing they always say, don't kill on contact. Yeah. Which goes against everything that we think about when we think about getting rid of a bug. Like, hey, it's there. Kill it. Yeah, right? Yeah. Squish it. Squish it. But one of the things that answer that, that they are is their, their colony... Or when, since they live in the colony, they they share food. Super social. Super social. Like really kind of, I mean, for lack of a better term, they're family oriented. Exactly right. Yeah, they are family oriented, <laughs> and they the the thing is, is you want to find out where they're coming from, and if you get rid of the, if you get rid of them, you you lose the opportunity to see where they're coming from. But like we've had people are like, well, I vacuumed them all up, and and that also could split a satellite colony to try to to reproduce and, and get going in a different direction, right? So that's, if there's one one thing you learn from carpenter ants or just ants in general from the podcast mm-hmm. is this is one of the bigger bugs that you should really not yeah. do yourself. So they'll like, 
when you squish them, they'll release that pheromone. Yeah. And that pheromone alerts them. So there's a couple of things that happen. The carpenter ants will get a little bit more aggressive. Yeah. And they start to freak out. But then they almost go into panic mode to where even if it's not ready, they'll actually split the nest. Yeah. Because you'll have, within a nest, you'll have several queens. You have one that's in charge and then kind of like the, I don't know, princesses? Yeah, right. Or the, yeah, have, like, the, 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 the second queens. I don't know. I don't know the runner-ups. Second-hand queens. <laughs> second-hand queens. What is it? Uh, the pinch hitter? <laughs> you know, yeah, like a pinch hitter. The, the designated hitter. <laughs> so, so they'll take a queen to like split into these nests yeah. and you've just got a, a bigger issue. So like the most popular thing that people do to do it on their own, which again, it's never a bad thing to do it on your own, especially if like you're struggling financially yeah, or something like right. that. Like you got to do what you got to do, but they use like tarot or they use yeah. like their own like raid spray and right. it will kill those ones that you see. But just like you said, you tend to have some other ones that are yeah. alive that we just don't tend to see. So right. you're really just treating like the symptom and not the actual problem. Well, that's the biggest thing about pest control. A lot of times when we treat ourselves and I'd, the economic status we're in, there's always those things that we can try to do to control them a little bit more, right? Yeah. But the problem mm-hmm. that we that we run into a lot of times is we're just we're treating a symptom and we're not controlling anything and we're not getting them out of our home. Right. We're really just splitting them up and making them worse. Right, right. And that's a that's a huge problem that that a pest professional is able to kind of keep under control and give you a pest free home instead of having to deal with them on contact because it always seems like when you do it yourself or even you know because they're they are sometimes difficult to get rid of. It seems like you have them all year round yeah. and they seem to get worse before they get better. But yeah. So you just, you have to be really super duper careful. So yeah. you always want to call a pest professional and they'll do one of two things. Well, they'll actually do a couple of things, but they'll always inspect. So if you're like, if you're thinking that you're going to have carpenter ants or anything like that, you always just want to inspect and make sure that they're going to check and, and yeah, anyway they're gonna look around (laughs) (laughs) they're gonna look around and inspect to make sure you don't have like an active nest right but then they're gonna treat and a lot of what's used is like a long-term solution so Mm -hmm. it's designed to like kill the live ones it's designed to make sure that those eggs that that are hatching are being taken care of it's designed to just do a lot of that stuff and um guys ant eggs will last nine to twelve months like at the least you know what i mean so one one quick spray is not going to do anything well, and that's the thing too that a lot of people are like. Well, can't you just can't you just kill the eggs with something? Yeah, do like it's a like, one time. Yeah, but the the problem is too is there's not as far as I know in my experience there's not a pest product alive that can penetrate an egg. Yeah. Right. So there's you have to give it at least a year just to catch the eggs that like you said eight to twelve months that are just starting to hatch a year from now. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing too is you think you know we talked about wasp last week right and they they. They do reproduce. Ants reproduce in just large quantities, yeah. right? And they're hard to get rid of, so you have so to. So fast. So fast. And they, you know, if you spray some, well, you may just split the colony, right? Yeah. Your ki- you know, you step on some in your kitchen or you see them around and you squash yeah. one, the pheromones are out, right? So yeah. getting them under control. I think if I understand, and correct me if I'm wrong, a lot of times the more common stuff that we use, and I hope I'm not jumping forward on you. Oh, you're good. Um, a lot of it's a gel bait. Like, yeah. We lay down a gel bait because they do, um, I don't know the proper term, but they regurgitate and they share their food. Mm-hmm. And what that what that does is it, a lot of the the the, <clears throat> the products that are used to to get rid of ants are, are reproductive inhibitors, right? So they take it back, right? Gets rid of them. Kills live ones. Exactly. Take it back to the nest. Yeah, and it gets rid of them from the and the way I was explaining it is it just kills them from the inside out, right? Yeah. And it, it 
gets rid of the the, the problem. And what's interesting too about those gel baits, like I said, like I'm not gonna come to you and say like, hey, gel baits don't work. Yeah, they they can't. Right. But there's a couple of problems that, that's with it. The gel bait actually will like, how do I say this? Become inactive. Yeah. So like the active ingredient in there actually oh, dies off pretty quick. So right. all you're really doing is feeding them. Yeah. But then the second thing is that a lot of these carpenter ants actually prefer different things. So like you can have ones that prefer sugar. You can yeah. have ones that prefer protein. You can have ones oh, okay. that prefer like other things. Like there's videos out there where people feel feed like dead rats to Ooh. to carpenter ants and they yeah. take them and they just eat them. Interesting. You know? But with taro, they these over-the-counter products they don't get mixed up very well. Yeah. And insects, a lot of different insects, but carpenter ants especially will build up tolerances to different products. Yeah. And so by using the same stuff, home defense or taro, like I said, that stuff's great, but a lot of times they'll build up a defense to it. And yeah. if you use the same thing long enough, it just doesn't become as productive. Right. Because just like everything else in the animal kingdom bugs want to survive and so they evolve over time and they seem to be just a little bit better at it can you imagine being like that quick though because it's like yeah it's fast right like it's within evolving over time and that's why it's why you if you do the same thing over like it's a pretty quick turnaround to where if you're using home defense or some of these other products that you get over the counter honestly it's just six months later it it barely works right and then you have a bigger problem and you're infested with them and then at that point you spent money and then have to call somebody in anyways right right? and that's so it just becomes a problem so again like we while we work for a pest control company we always recommend it just because it's safer and it's a lot more effective and things like that too but i've actually got a a bunch of these fun facts that i was looking at yeah so there's like some wild stuff so carpenter ants (laughs) like will mostly forage at night and a lot of them will eat dead bugs like i said though some of them will prefer protein or sugar or something like that Likely in moist areas. We kind of went over that already yeah. a little bit. Um, I like that they don't have lungs. <laughs> that's that's interesting. They can't breathe. Yeah. But they like, they've just got these little pinpricks all over their bodies called sp- spiracles. Spiracles. Spiracles, I think is how you pronounce it. I, I could find a way to pronounce it like online. A lot of these are complicated words. But, to be yeah. Honest, to but say. it's just, there's just some wild stuff about them. But this one was interesting. So, um, the carpenter ant was the first North American ant to be named, right? So they had like that Latin name and things yeah. like that. It was the very first one. Yeah. Which is wild. Wild. But there's a, there is a, I almost said a brand. It's not a brand. It's a, a species. <laughs> a brand of, of ants. Yeah, there's a brand of ants. But a species of ants in Malaysia that are almost kamikaze. So when they're being like attacked... I think I've heard of these. Did you hear about this? I think so. When they're being attacked by like a predator or like when they feel like they need to defend themselves, they will actually explode. So they'll explode their bodies and it sprays a sticky and like caustic fluid from like a special like jaw to abdomen length gland. So there's this crazy gland that they've got that causes the sticky stuff to explode. So I always imagined it like. You know, on one of the Spider-Mans when they're trying to like, he's trying to like put together the stuff and it explodes. Oh, it just explodes. Yeah, yeah. I think it's the amazing. No, <laughs> it's the, one uh, of the three, right? The um, is it the it's not Tom, Tom Holland? Holland or no, is it it's um, the Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah, with who Andrew did Garfield? Yeah, Andrew Garfield. Yeah. That's who I was thinking of. So like, that's basically what she did. So it immobilizes the enemy. The enemy gets stuck, like, and it just protects the nest that way. Well, that's a funny part too. Is about like we as people, we think, man, that's like 
kamikaze is a horrible thing but for them like if you're a worker like that's the caste system because they also right. have a caste system that they're put into like right after they molt basically so right. what, once they i don't know if we've defined molting before to, to explain Define, it yeah. well i think i think the the easiest way to think <clears throat> about molting is they they have different like stages of of um they have different stages of life basically so when oh, they go yeah. from the, the larva to the nymph Mm-hmm. And the nymph up. And once they get separated into their caste system, they molt, which means they kind of, lack of a better term, shed their skin, and yeah. they get like where they're gonna be. And the thing like about adulthood, yeah, adulthood basically. Yeah. And and to, to think about it, ants don't get to choose what they do for a living. They just get put in their cat. Basically, they get to when they become an adult ant and they molt and get rid of that that juvenile skin or exoskeleton. They basically get put into their caste system. Yeah, and they will do anything for the colony. Right there. That's all they think about. They don't have a uh, any other motives. They don't care about a any job really, or anything yeah. else. So like an, an idea that there's a Malaysian ant that just explodes, explodes. <laughs> is a, is a weird thing to think about that that they don't they don't care. Right. Now that's not in the United States, but that's right. just like I think that's so fun to Malaysia. Yeah, a fun know? ant that's not around here. But guys, if you've got a worry that like you've got carpenter ants in their house, again, there's just a couple of things to look for. First, if you see like bigger carpenter ants on your deck or inside your house, you've you've got a pretty good chance that yeah. there's a nest somewhere close by. Absolutely. It's not guaranteed it's in your house, but it's somewhere close by. And it can be fairly likely that it's, it, that it's inside your home. Yeah. Um, but the other things to look for would be look for where there's soggy wood mm-hmm. and if you can replace it. Yeah. And look for the piles of sawdust. The yeah. piles of sawdust are literally a dead giveaway. That's the de- yeah. I say that's the most con- like that's the best thing. Well, the the easiest way, probably not the best way to find them. You like the most obvious obvious way. way. I don't. I don't want to say the best way to find carpenter ants in your home. Look for sawdust. Look for sawdust. Might just be your husband doing a project that right? he hasn't finished yet. <laughs> I'll say yeah. Maybe that's on the the what do they call that list? The uh, the honeydew list. Honeydew list. Thank you. Maybe. I don't have any sawdust in my house. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's because I'm. I lied. That's what. I don't. Sawdust. Sawdust. What, what? I actually am not good at building anything, so you won't see sawdust in my house. But <laughs> at the same time, that's that's one of the, the most obvious ones that you'll find inside your home is the sawdust. Or uh, it, it seems to be – it kind of seems like it's a lot of work, right? Yeah. When you're when you're thinking and you get like preventative steps to keep carpenter ants away, you're like, man, like I have to – that wood pile that's been out there for right. – 75 years i have to lift that off the ground and cover it right keep it dry have to shave those bushes away from my home like it may seem like a lot to start and a big maintenance but crazy worth it yeah worth it because they they cause damage to your home not not quite the same structural damage that a termite does Mm -hmm. because that's a whole different monster but like carpenter ants will you know cause some problems with your home and by the time like if you do it early and often, you don't have to have – it prevents a lot of right. these problems, right? Well, so this is crazy. This goes into – actually, what our next category is, is test the nest or don't yeah, test the nest. Yeah, don't test the nest. So this is – obviously, we talk about different things we've seen online, yeah. um, different videos of people having these experiences, and we just talk about either why it was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why you shouldn't do it. Or why it was good. But I, I found this video, a little bit older video. Mm-hmm. It's from 2000 like 14, 15, or 16, somewhere between yeah. between those like two years. Eight years And this ago. poor woman had just barely moved into her house. It was kind of a lemon. So yeah. the builder did a really poor job. Right. He put together some poor stuff. But it had a massive, 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 massive nest of carpenter ants that was oh. within the home. In like the floorboards, and it had made its way up the wall. Yeah. And it had just done a ton of damage. 
And all in all for this house, partially because of the carpenters, partially because of the port, she had to pay a hundred grand to fix the home. Ugh. And like insurance wouldn't pay for it yeah. or anything else like that because she had bought it that way. Right. She's kind of duped into it. Yeah. But a lot of the damage that was done, like I said, you have to pay for a pest control company to come out yeah. and do it, especially if it's that big. And right. it is pricey if it's a huge nest. Yeah. Preventative wise, it's insanely affordable. Right. But if you've got a huge nest, it's like an eradication that you have to do. It's it's huge. Problem. Yeah. Like yeah. it's it's a huge like hit to your wallet, you know. So this poor lady, she's like, I might just take the loss. Yeah. File a claim, take the loss, move somewhere just, else, just because it had this massive, massive nest. In it. Yeah. So that's just Insane. what to look for, you know. Right. I mean? Exactly. That's like one well, of my that's... don't test the nest things that I'm like, dude, take an eye out. Well, and that's my question is, <coughs> or keep an eye out. Did you not expect the home when you moved in? I know. I feel like a nest that big, like, how do you not I know? Don't know? Like, that's a weird thing. Like, do you not notice, or is it just like you bought it? Yeah. It, were you trying to flip it? Like, I feel. I think she's trying to move into it. I need to like oh. maybe double check. Yeah. Why don't we? Why don't we get some information on that? Because that's an we'll interesting follow one. Up on that follow one. up on that. Because like, the funny part is about being in pest control, just in general, is is the the overall knowledge of what we get to look for in our own lives now, uh-huh. right? Like where we live in all reality doesn't have like quite the pest activity that some places do, but like one terrified to live somewhere else besides where we live. Right. We're Mm -hmm. from, we're from small town, Utah or decent town. Utah. Uh I don't know. Logan, Logan, Utah, I guess. Um, kind of in the middle, kind of in the middle, but a lot of these places, like you've got to be up and aware, like as a homeowner in a state, like where it's got carpenter ants, man, Mm -hmm. you should be constantly checking because if you're not, it's, this poor soul, hundred thousand, it gets bad quick. Yeah, it can get really super bad. So, yeah. that was my video. I, f- I found another video, but dude, did you find anything on carpenter ants online? Man, I couldn't. But the one, so there, there's always, and, and maybe it's more, you know, where uh, I, I don't think I found any ant videos. Let me see. Dude, I found like the only other one that I found is like there was a hose in the hole, in the hole, and you had told me that a lot of the times it's super popular. To pump like borax, you said, right? Oh yeah, the boric Into acid. The so oh, the boric was, acid. Boric was. acid. I was so interesting and one I will I will say this to I'll say this that you should never just go and do these things. Like I'm not I'm not a big fan of doing this, but the one that you showed me, so out of the, some of the websites I looked at, what you're uh-huh. supposed to do is like dilute some honey and water and kind of mm-hmm. leave it out somewhere so they can come and they come and grab it. Right. They take it back to the nest and you can actually see where they're going, right? And if you know they're inside your home, what people have done is they drill holes in their walls and they pump boric acid into the wall. So one right. of the videos that we'll probably can post is somebody actually pumping boric acid. I think it's dust, right? I think it's a boric yeah. acid dust that they, they pump into their walls and you just see carpenter ants like... Explode. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's insane. So that was one of the things like I... I looked, like I said, I've, I've done a little bit of research on, on a few different mm-hmm. entomology websites for carpenter ants, and then that was one of them um, that they said is a good way to treat it yourself. But once again, I probably would be cautious and hesitant to do it yourself because that's a that's a damage into the whole, like you got to drill holes into your walls. Right. I don't know. I don't know a lot about boric acid to make sure that I'm comfortable yeah, carrying it. Right. And that's that's one of the things too. So it's a, it's a lot of confusion right but right. that that video you should post because that's what happens when the boric acid goes through and those ants were big yeah like they looked big like massive they yeah. were huge they were big ones we'll post that so guys yeah. again our instagram is um in your cracks podcast in your cracks. on instagram yeah um so take a look at it we'll post a lot of this stuff but 
last but not least, guys, um, man, where do we find this stuff in like yeah. pop culture? So yeah. that's actually, I have two of them, two references, and one of them is going to be a newer one. And this part, I'm ready. So the first one, I know everybody's seen Ant-Man, right? Of course. Of course. The Flying Ant? Yeah, Carpenter Ant. It has to be, what right? What did they call him, Antony? Antony? It was. It was Antony. I think that's one of the names you wanted to call it. Yeah. I think it's Antony or something yeah. like that, right? So he flies on yeah. it. And the um, second one, he like... They keep getting eaten by birds. Yeah, that's true. It's either the first or second one that keep getting eaten by ants, but or by birds. Yeah, yeah. The other one I thought of, I don't know if it's a carpet. Do you ever see Honey I Shrunk the Kid? Ooh, the super a old long one. Time yeah. Ago. So when they're when they shrink down and they're in their backyard, they see a bee. Yeah. A, I think it's a wasp. Okay. And then an ant the ant's actually like the protagonist in this section of the movie where he actually saves it and dies from something it's a scorpion that's what it is i don't know where these people live because it did not look like they live in arizona well because carpenter ants and scorpions don't live in the same place no so it's (laughs) you know hollywood ruined it for us but i'm like 90 percent certain it's like a it's a it's some kind of ant and it was it was two different colors, and I'm I'm assuming it probably is like a carpenter. Yeah, something like that. But like has a personality that like saves them from a scorpion. And so like, that's what you thought of. Yeah, that's when I thought I thought of those two examples of like carpenter ants or just insects we see yeah. around like movies or or other parts of life. Um, the one that I thought of, and they I don't think they're carpenter ants, but they're an ant of some type. Um, just because like there's like billions, probably yeah. not billions. There's like thousands and thousands of different species of ants. Yeah. Like on their own. Just preface that too. There's about thousands yeah, of species of every bug we're going to talk about. Um, so many. But the one that I thought of is there's that cartoon a long time ago called like the Ant Bully. Did you ever see the Ant Bully? Ant Bully? Yeah. I have it's like no terrible, idea. Dude, one of is. my favorite, like my, one of my favorite lines from him, like, it's, uh, he says oh, like the yeah, cursed yeah, yeah. yellow rain. <laughs> It's just because the kid pees on the ant pile. So like, oh, <laughs> my goodness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does that throw you back a little bit? Yeah, I know what you're talking about now. So just so everyone knows, I was looking up on my phone through Google what that is. I never watched it, it's, but I saw it, right? But the other one, too, now that you bring it out, um, ants. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was like the DreamWorks At the same time, Bugs competition, Life Bugs out. Life. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so that one was... Didn't do great, but... I mean, it It wasn't really... A, it was for kids, it wasn't really not for kids. <laughs> So okay, so there's there's our caveat ways. to it. If you're gonna go watch ants from back in the day, make sure you have like an adult with you. Yeah, probably. Probably. If you're a child, <laughs> it's a it's it's an interesting one. But it's just funny that we don't. When you're in pest control, I've thought like we, I think we went and saw one of the Marvel movies where he's flying on an ant, uh-huh. and I'd been I've been working in pest control probably like three years, and I'm like. That has to be a carpenter ant. Yeah, and I don't know if Start I start to recognize stuff. Right, and I well, and I think I was like, I, I have I do this really dumb thing where I'm like, someone next to me, I'm like, hey, did you know that's a carpenter ant? And it might not have been with you, it might have been with the girl I was dating at the time. I was like, do you know that's a carpenter ant? She's yeah, like, okay. I don't think we went to that movie together. I don't think we did. There was one like I went to a movie. It might have been. Fun fact about myself: I love watching movies by myself in the theater, so I probably <laughs> went by myself, but. The, uh, I think that's one of the the funner parts of this podcast is like I get a chance to learn and, and like have a better knowledge of just right. bugs in general, right? And that's one of them too. Is I've learned a lot more about carpenter ants, like the hundred yard thing. Yeah, nuts. Wild. So so 
guys, again, just as a heads up, like when you're looking for a lot of this stuff, like do what you can, but be smart about it. Yeah. Like, we always suggest you call your pest control company, right. local pest control company, because they will do everything they can to get that nest out of there. Yeah. But if you can't, Treat it on your own by identifying where it's at and then making sure you're treating specifics. Yep, treating specifics. Um, but guys, that's what we had on ants. So tune yeah. in next week. We've got Carbon some other fun stuff ants. going on. And again, make sure you follow us on um, Instagram. Follow and subscribe. In your crack. <laughs> in your cracks. It makes me giggle. Do you know what can get in your cracks? <laughs> ants. Ants. Don't get ants in your cracks. Don't get ants in your cracks. We don't even care about the pants. Yeah. Just your cracks. I don't care about the pants. You know that. That's a game too. <laughs> ants in your pants. Is that a game? That's a game. It was an old school game. If you guys know what it is, it's an old school game. But just (laughs) to close out, yeah, follow and subscribe. Yeah, we appreciate all of you guys. Please, like, um, we'll put a question answer or questionnaire on here. Any feedback is awesome. If you have questions for us, it'd be great. Like, we would love to maybe go over some questions online or comments. Fantastic. But we would love to hear from you. But guys, thanks for for thanks for tuning in.